Welcome back to another episode of the Macrumor Show, but this is definitely uh, not like any other one that I have ever done. Uh, I have a lot of people here today. We still have Hartley. Hartley, it's so nice to see you. I wish you were here with me, but again, next time we will make that happen. We also have Andrew Edwards Hello. and Kevin Neither. Um, we have been at Apple Park since Sunday, but obviously yesterday there was a... Uh, there was quite a big event, big. possibly one of the biggest ones Absolutely. ever. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time today talking about that. But before we do that, Hartley, I do want to bring you in first because, you know, I have everyone else here, but I need to I want to include you as much as possible. Um, Hartley, what were your first impressions of the entire event? If you can just summarize it, the headset. Let's start um, with that. Well, my, my immediate impression was I thought it was great. Um, I think it's undoubtedly the, the most jam-packed WWDC we've had. Um, I feel like we saw a lot of things we weren't expecting to see. I don't think we were expecting to see uh, things like the Mac Pro. Even the Mac Studio was a, a fairly late game uh, expectation. And uh, even things, I know Dan and I, we've already talked about this, TVOS. Yeah. And some just little extra things we didn't think there would be time for, which I think was great. They literally gave it 35 seconds, but uh, it was the only 35 seconds I needed out of that entire yeah. keynote. Um, your thoughts on Apple Vision Pro and the name, by the way, because we were quite wrong on that, but it's okay. It's, it's growing on me. I, I, you know, we get very used to the rumored names, yeah. so I think that it gets in your head a little bit when you start saying it so much, and so I'm having to, I'm having to shift now still consciously and not say Reality Pro and say Vision Pro. But it'll come. It'll come with time. Um, but I'm more interested to know what uh, you guys think. I mean, I'm assuming all three of you have now managed to try the headset. Just one. So this is going to be the Andrew Edwards show because <laughs> he's yeah. the only one that was able to test it. So before we get to Andrew, yeah. Kevin, yeah, you're just your impressions from someone like you know all of us who witnessed it live at the keynote and those who are watching at home. What are your thoughts on the Apple Vision? Hold on, Pro? one thing. It should be said too regarding Kevin. Kevin. Um, avoided yeah, all I the did. rumors, yeah, so all the, in, like... I avoided everything, yeah. Kevin, I didn't, Kevin didn't read the website. Right, so he went, <laughs> no, but, but he, wanted, he wanted to go in and get yeah, surprised. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted surprise to be surprised. Delight, right? yeah, Sometimes sure. I wish I could do that. Yeah, no, I wanted so to I go hear. in complete surprise. I, I had no idea, no thought, no rumor, no, nothing about what was going to happen. No innuendo. And so I went in, and I was just completely blown away. I was absolutely shocked about... The, the whole idea of AR and VR, where it's sort of like a two-in-one headset, is not like a quest, right? It's like you could do more with it. You could interact with your environment and then lose yourself in the environment at the same time. And I was literally floored. Like, I, I felt like this wasn't real. And I, I'm not even, like, being sarcastic with it. I, I really felt like this was not a real yeah. thing. It's just, it was just so amazing. So the weird thing is, like, and I've said this multiple times, I felt like we knew everything and also nothing at the same time. Yeah. Because... This was one of the best events in terms of like the information came out, but we had nothing. There was no leaks, which is, you know, maybe not good for business, but it's not. I didn't want to know what it looked like ahead of time. Like I, the renders that were drawn out from people's you know own thoughts, that's fine. Uh, and I'm glad it looked nothing like that. And we still got that wow factor. We still got surprised. And I'm like you. And hopefully I will get to experience it very soon. Yeah. But until then, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, man. How was okay. it? You just want to jump right just in? Just jump right in. Yeah, jump just right just okay. let let everybody know. It was it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. I mean, the thing for me, watching the keynote and seeing the reveal, was initially it was wow, this looks so amazing. But then the skepticism comes in because you're like, okay, 
can't be like they're showing us re like rendered footage of, you know, of what this is gonna look like. It can't actually look like that, right? Like that's crazy. And then you go in, um, and one of the first things they say is, "Hey, when we were presenting it, that actually wasn't rendered footage. That was literally taken, recorded from the headset, and, and put into the video." Um, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. And so, so they they took me into a like a little room. Um, it looked basically like a living room. Okay. And I had um, a product person on one side of me and a PR person on the other. Mm -hmm. And then I was in the center on a couch. And after they gave me a real quick demo of how to use it, which was basically um, use your eyes as a mouse pointer, right? So just look at whatever you'd want to interact with, and then you interact with it by just pinching your fingers together. That's your click. Um, anywhere. You don't have to reach out or anything. Just do it anywhere. And then it was like, okay, put it on. And I put it on. And first you put it on, and it's like nothing's happening because the room is still there. Everything is just right there. Nothing's changed except I'm wearing a headset. And then um, I hold the digital crown down, and it does a quick uh, eye test. So it makes me look at several dots that are just floating in the room, that appear in the room. It's like look at the center of each one as it appears. And that's how it calibrates your, the movement of your eye. Yeah. Because, again, your eyes are your mouse pointer. So then the interface comes up, and it's, um, it's kind of like, you know TVOS when you have the remote control and you yeah. should, like hover over something, it kind of can move around? Yeah. So the app grid comes up, and whatever icon I'm looking at just kind of hmm. pops, pops forward a little bit. So as you're looking, you can see... How accurate was it when you were looking extremely, at... Extremely. Extremely. Wow. Because there were some things that were like, almost like uh, on macOS, you have like the, what do you call it, the traffic light buttons? Right, yeah, to yeah, close. Yeah. So it's not exactly that, but there were things that looked that small. I was like, oh, that's going to be, oh, I just looked at it. Oh, okay. Like yeah, you look at it and just something changes wow. a little bit. That's absurd. Hartley, feel free to jump in at any moment if you have questions or thoughts or comments, because I know I'm just looking at a TV version of you. <laughs> I'm sure you have so many questions for Andrew about this. I, too. I do, I so do. Don't I, feel bad for interrupting. Me. Do it. I've got all my notes the, here. The yeah. first question um, that I'm sort of intrigued by is, this is such a different uh, input mechanism yes. to anything we're used to. Um, and I'm imagining, uh, you know, giving this device to members of my family and uh, sort of trying to convey to them how they interact with this because I can't show them with my hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel it was intuitive? Do you feel it was easy to pick up those gestures? Yes. It, or did it, you have it's to almost, explain to you? It's almost too easy. It's almost too easy because when you're used to using like a quest, mm. right, you kind of have to like lift your hands up and like reach for things. Yeah. And so I kept a few times forget, like I'm trying to like click by like reaching out, but it's like, no, you don't have to do that. You can literally have your hands in your lap and just like casually just go like this, click, you know, in your lap or anywhere because there's so many cameras on this There's thing. cameras that point down right, too, exactly. so if you have it in your... So you don't have to reach for stuff. That's... You can... Um, and, it, and it does scan your hands at first. And the cool thing is, since it scans your hands, now it knows what your hands look like. So if you ever bring your hands up, you can see your hands in whatever environment you're in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you're not seeing your actual hands. You're yeah. seeing, like, your digital hands. But nothing else comes into the frame unless it's a person. If a person comes into the room and you look at them, the cameras recognize, oh, this is a person. And they will fade in, kind of like... Star Trek, yeah, that's just fade in, that's right? Crazy. You talk to them, and like so. The way they showed it in the keynote, it worked exactly like. That. Yes, oh, it God. was insane. I can't yeah. even wrap my brain it was around insane. this. Insane. So, my initial thought is like, 
this is what's going to separate this product from anything else on the market. I mean, we we yeah. already know that that's already the case, but there's I've seen so many people tweeting and, and asking me like, why, why? Yeah, yeah, why would I spend yeah. you know that much when we could get something significant, significantly less right now? Yeah, for, you know, and it's just it's not even in the same atmosphere of what no. it can do, like. It's hard to convince people to be all day. You're going to be sitting here if you want to do some work and you're going to be holding two controllers. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that. Correct. I mean, how was the battery pack, by the way? Because one of the rumors that we had was like it was going to be something that you wear around your waist. And that still could happen. But like, I mean, it seems like you kind of just put it in your pocket. It is tethered. So I was on a couch. So it was next to me. Okay. But there was a moment where I had to get stand up. Okay. Well, I didn't have to, but they they said if I wanted to, I could. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was actually at the end. So this thing is um, using the true depth camera and constantly mapping the whole environment that you're in. Okay. And the end was, it basically mapped, so since it mapped the room, the wall at the end of the, I feel like I'm giving you spoilers, Dan, because you're going to be seeing all of I've. It's okay. But. I don't think it's still going to impact my. The far wall op- starts opening up, right? And it, and it disappears, and, and now I'm looking into a prehistoric world, okay? In the room. It looks like I can just walk into it. Yeah. And a butterfly flies out, mm-hmm. okay. and they're like, oh, hold out your hand if you want. And I hold it. <laughs> and, I, and a butterfly flies, and then lands on my finger. I'm moving my hand around. It's just chilling there. It's not like getting stuck up here while I'm, it's like connected to my finger. Then it flies off. A little tiny dinosaur is like inside there. Then he runs away, because we hear these crazy footsteps, and Tyrannosaurus Rex comes into the view inside the portal. Then this dude walks out of the portal into the room. In. He's just in. And they're what, like. Like a real person or a, a VR person? What dude? Tyrannosaurus. The dude. Oh, oh, the Tyrannosaurus oh. Rex. <laughs> the T-Rex. The T-Rex. The T-Rex. I didn't know we were referring to T-Rexes as informally as He walks into the room. Okay. What do you say? Now this, <laughs> so they're like, hey, you can go, if you want to go take a closer look. right? So I'm like, of That's, course. I'm glad he said that. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> I didn't have to map, draw a thing that yeah. says, here's the boundary. I just get up. Oh, that's the most annoying thing about okay. like a meta quest. If there's a table or something, yeah. it knows there's a table there. He's not going to bump into the table. I go up to the, to the dinosaur. I'm like looking at it. And that's when I realized, because I hadn't realized the whole time, there's no screen door effect here. Like, you know the screen door effect when you're using yeah. the Oculus. It's like you can see the pixels. Yeah. Yeah. You can see the space in between the pixels. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes you out of... The reality of it there was none of that so it looked like this because i'm looking like up close at its scales okay i'm like That's it's right intense. here and it knows i'm right there so it's like looking at me it's like smelling my hand when i put my mm. hand out and then like it runs it turns around and runs off then its tail like comes around i like and i duck because i'm like this tail's about to hit me but obviously it's not okay but it feels so real it's like oh this tail almost got me that was insane now i was I forgot what the question was. <laughs> I don't know that I even but have questions. There was a reason that I went to that. How is Partly, what were you just, what was the question you were asking? Because I was going to bring up. Is it intuitive to you? Right? Oh, okay, maybe, maybe. The yeah. intuitiveness is like. You wanted to duck when the dinosaur, when, when, yeah. when the dude. Yeah. It, it's it's very, tail, right? it's simple. It's simple. So you picked up on it pretty quickly. Very, it's there very no easy. learning curve. But that leads to my next question, which is, what was the uh, what was the sharpness like? Because this is innovative display technology. Yeah. The micro OLED displays, um, we haven't got any anything like that on any existing Apple device, and it's the equivalent of one 4K display per eye. Right. Um, so, what was the actual sharpness like? Did it feel like Retina quality? 
Um, how would you compare it? Um, because that's something that is really difficult to understand without seeing it firsthand. Yeah, so it's actually a little more than 4K per eye. And I was trying to get the details of what does that mean with both eyes? Like, I understand 4K per, but does that mean, like when you combine it, does that make it 8K? Does it make it 6K? And they didn't, they didn't have an answer for that so much as to say, for both eyes, it's this many pixels, but the math doesn't like work out to say like, here's the actual resolution for your full vision, it's per eye. Um, it's definitely retina quality. Another demo that I did was watching Avatar in 3D. And so we pulled up TV Plus and then started playing Avatar. And it was just like right here in front. I just made, I just made a TV screen. I don't know, maybe 80 or 90 inches just in front of me. And um, the first thing I, I, I asked was, am I looking at a 4K image? Is this less than 4K? Is it 1080p? Like, what is the quality of the video I'm watching in front of me? And they said it's 4K quality. Um, and that would be similar to if you pulled up, like, a Mac display in there. You'd have a 4K Mac display. So I'm like, okay. Is it – then I noticed, like, there was, like, a sunrise or something. I was like, it, that was really bright. Like, So the HDR. There is HDR. Is so, yeah. So the – 83 inch TV LG I have at home, LG OLED, mm -hmm. I can have a bigger display with 4K and HDR or, or bigger because then they were like, let's go to the movie theater. And they just made it into a, like an IMAX size screen and I can place myself anywhere in the theater that I wanted to watch from. So the quality was incredible. There was HDR. And again, there's no screen door effect. And to me, that's, that would answer the retina question with mm -hmm. this. You cannot see the individual pixels. They mm. just, it's not there. Okay. So we got an idea of the experience blown away. Yeah. Comfort. Now we have a two hour battery, mm -hmm. right? So is that, you think the right amount of time to where it's like, okay, the battery die, let's take a break. Or do you think let's, we can, <laughs> we could use a bigger battery or I've heard that you can plug it in. There's a USB-C port. Right. Um, so you could basically just have unlimited battery. Yes. Is that where you're leaning towards? Or are you thinking like two hours is enough? Cause you know, like with other VR headsets that I use, I mean, after 25 minutes, I'm feeling... I'm right. feeling it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to use it anymore. Yeah. Well, remember, it's not VR. Well, you know, this yeah. is. It can um, be VR at times. First too. of all, this is a spatial computer. Sure. They don't okay. use VR oh, or AR. Okay. No. <laughs> Putting on your um, app. No. No. It's. I mean, the the weird thing with that question is, this is the first time I'm trying. This not only this device, but this kind of experience. Period. Mm -hmm. So it was. It wasn't something that at any point I was like, oh, this is too much. Like, I wanted to just, to just keep going. Yeah. Um, Comfort-wise, so you have to use the Face ID setup when you're, before you order this. Right. So yeah. you, you basically you measure your face. You measure both ears for spatial um, audio, the mm -hmm. personalized spatial audio. And it also figures out the different pieces you would need. So there's the headset, and then there's the, the light blinder, and then there's the strap. Yeah. And they're going to have different pieces for different like face shapes and, and head shapes and everything. Wild. So that is what makes it like completely customizable to your specific comfort. But on the flip side, at $3,500, if you have a family of four, everyone's going to need their own individual yeah. pieces. Otherwise, it's going to be great for one person, but not as great for the others. It's not going to be as comfortable for the others. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I did that test, and they, they found the pieces for me. 
And they even said, we don't have like the whole range of pieces here yet. Yeah. So they got the ones that were as closest for my fit. So I imagine it would be even more comfortable for me if I actually got one and, and went And it was already process. pretty comfortable. It was pretty comfortable. At the end, when I took it off, it was only when I took it off that I felt like, oh, like there's been a little weight like removed from my head. Like yeah. relief. And like, yeah. just like a tiny, like you don't get like super hot and sweaty in this thing, but like there was a little bit of like sweat on my face. But it was, everything was negligible. It was very comfortable. I never felt like this is heavy. This is awkward. None of that. So, all right. I got questions. So we'll start with Hartley. After hearing all of this, how do you feel about the headset? Something that you are high on, want to try immediately, lining up right now to wait until 2024 to pick one up? <laughs> I am definitely, the more I hear, the more intrigued I am to try it. Um, because it's different when you hear firsthand testimony. It's really interesting to hear uh different uh different people from the the media talking about their experiences and it's really interesting to hear what you have to say andrew just because it puts a different perspective on it because it's it's difficult when you don't know uh, like you were saying with those marketing materials whether they were renders or whether they are actually from the device itself um and if it really is like that um then maybe it really will change everything and i definitely would like to to give it a try i think the the sticking point for a lot of people is the price mm -hmm. had that been a two thousand dollar device i'd pick that i'd pick that up without any hesitation um and that's but, still pretty pricey yeah you know for a lot of the average consumers but but i'm saying it's sort of it crosses a, it, it sort of crosses the line where there's a lot of people i think that would love to pick it up and would love to try it but maybe this just isn't the product for them just yet which i think is yeah is a little bit of a shame but it will come uh with time the crazy part is with a product like this, I mean, I'm telling you guys like how I experienced it. Everything I'm telling you is not going to convey to you what it's like to use until you actually put it yeah. on your own face. Yeah. So it's hard. That's going to be the challenge. $3,500. And well, when you use it, you understand why it costs that much. You, I, when we talked about the rumored price, which was, you know, right 3, around 3000 yeah. So it was a little bit more. Um, I was like that that that's a lot but now and I haven't even tried it yet and I'm sure I'm going to be blown away cuz it seems like that is what's happening mm -hmm. so I feel like it's going to be hard for me I'm easily impressed too so I feel like it's going to be hard <laughs> for me when it comes to you know yeah. headsets and stuff it's yeah. going to be easy the, the the thing that I'm getting at here is that I already kind of feel like after seeing everything that it can do and if it's really like that and all of the components and the tech that's inside $3500 is actually kind of cheap Right. Which is insane to, to say. I know. I know people might be rolling your eyes. That sounds kind of cheap. Well, <laughs> I, I think the question there is whether it is actually capable of replacing those things. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it actually capable of replacing your external monitor for an extended period of time? Because if it is, um, then yes, then I, I can buy into that, um, uh, buy into that sort of logic that that's where uh, the price lies and that that's how it could be justified. What were you going to say, Kev? Yeah, to piggyback off, off of what Dan said, because, like, originally 3K, I was just like, oh, man, that's, I would love to check it out, but probably nothing I will buy. Then I heard 3,500. I was like, yeah, right. definitely not going to buy it. But hearing firsthand accounts, I was sort of like, if I had the choice right now to buy one for 3,500, would I do it? And I have made all the justifications in my head to make it happen. I made the story up that I'm going to tell my wife why we lost 35, why I've spent $3,500 on this product. And I mean, because I'm sort of all in, like, I'm just a person that loves technology. And if this is sort of what you're saying it is and that experience is like, how do I get that experience? Like, how do, how do I have that? Yeah. You know? 
So that that's basically my question. So you so you're you're leaning towards you because yeah. you didn't know you your yeah. like whole opinion is for sure. a lot more interesting compared to like Hartley and I because we've been talking about yeah. it for months. You went in blind thinking eh, probably not for me, and now you're thinking it is for you. I I am like like I said, <sighs> it, it takes a lot to blow me away as someone who loves technology and, and uses all the latest and greatest stuff. Everything is such an incremental update these days. Yeah, this is this is new. Yeah, this yeah. is a new category, and it and this is the worst that it's ever going to be. Like it's going to get better. True. It's going to get better. It's going to get cheaper. So this is it's, the, yeah. Likely there will be a more. Remember that the, this is called the Pro for a reason. Give me the XR. Give me the SE. <laughs> the S- give S- me the Vision SE. Vision <laughs> um, anyone else have anything else to say? Because there were like other things. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. talk about some <laughs> of the. We're going to talk about the other things, but yeah. let's wrap up on the headset. Anybody I want to go over some of the the more odd stuff. Okay. There was a couple of of strange experiences. Um, first, the FaceTime call. Okay, so we'll jump into iOS 17 then. Yeah. No, no, um, no. This is uh, on the. Oh, oh, on, on the, the headset. headset. Yeah. Oh, FaceTime, okay. I FaceTime thought you were done the with the headset. No, no, I no. You were over it. FaceTime call on the headset because um, you know they showed how you can like map your own face. Yeah. And create a. Oh, the 3D persona. render person. Yeah, right. Map your face. So ah. I had a 3D rendered phone call, <laughs> and so obviously it's 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 it maps their face and creates sure. a a I don't know what you want to call it an avatar. Apple doesn't use that a persona, which is like an avatar. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then when the mouth moves, I'm not, I'm assuming it's using the camera to look at the mouth. And then as the eyes move, it's using the sensors in there, but the rest of the face has like almost no movement. So it's kind of strange. It's like that uncanny Valley feeling where, okay, the eyes and the mouth area move and the face as a whole looks like a face, but it's not moving in a, in the most human like way. Now, obviously Mm -hmm. there's, I don't know eight months or so to, to, to sure. fix all that up. But it was kind of strange. And the other one that was cool and weird, I'm not talking about this earlier, actually, was the, the 3D photo and video capture. Now, this is a big deal because on the headset, there's oh, only oh, two like buttons. Oh, like where they pulled yeah, the, they like, pulled the yeah. thing out on the yeah. table. Yeah. There's I two mean, buttons. Yeah. Okay. There's the digital crown, mm-hmm. which you press to go to the home menu, and you turn to... Um, turn up or down the amount of uh, immersiveness. And the other button is literally dedicated to taking photos and videos. Okay. So that's how important this feature is to Mm -hmm. this product. So I looked at a 3D image. Mm -hmm. Um, And first of all, they said any of the 3D content you shoot on this can be sent to people, like on iPhone or whatever. They'll get a 2D version. Okay. And then if an iPhone person forwards that to a person with a headset, they'll get the 3D version again. Oh, nice. Um, But... It was weird because it was a it was a scene of a child's birthday. So there's a cake. Yeah, yeah. There's these they kids. That in the keynote. Now I look at this image, and it's I feel almost like I'm a ghost <laughs> because. <laughs> and then when they then they then they had a a 3D video of this scene, so I'm here and this I'm is, seeing them doing this. This is all stuff captured from the headset. The headset. The headset. And it looked and it yeah. looked good. It looked great. It looked so good though. It it felt a little dystopian because okay. it was like yeah. I'm in this scene. I look. It looks like I can touch these people. I can talk to these people, but they won't ever see or hear me. Oh, so it like, felt like I was a ghost. Yeah. And it, we were saying earlier, I'm talking to <laughs> her over there, that your your deceased loved ones, if you capture them in this, yeah. it's yeah. like you're 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 preserving them. 
Now, if I could be not morbid for a second. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking over here, like, well, what kind of content can I capture with this thing? Like, how is this going to change the, like, game for how we make videos and stuff? Right. Like, could that, could you, did you think about that at all? Or were you just thinking, I'm looking at someone's family that's well, not I'm, mine right now? Well. Because <laughs> I'm sitting over here thinking, like, I'm getting all nerdy about my video stuff that I can, like, what can I use this camera for? Yeah. But I feel like, remember, like. 15 years ago when it was like weird to be that dude with your phone in your hand there was a time when smartphones started to become a thing where it was like oh this oh, like that's the guy that always has this. Yeah. Your, yeah, yeah and now yeah. everybody does so yeah. now it's not weird anymore for sure there's going to be a, a weird time where oh that's that dude with the head. you have to i'm blowing out the candles dad why you got to put the headset put the stupid right? yeah put the but headset. in order to get this cool 3D memory i need yeah. to put the headset on so i'm going to look weird at your birthday party. Who cares? I was going to say, even with Google Glass, I mean, there was like a whole thing when people wear that yeah. in public. They, they would avoid you, and it was like a well, huge it's deal. because it's a know? camera was, on your yeah, no, so, so like, Well, yeah. people are going to know it's, it's a camera. I, I wonder if this technology will be brought to the iPhone eventually, like in a couple of years, so you don't have to wear the full-on headset experience to to capture those moments or anything yeah. like that. So you don't have to wear the headset, and you can be more present in, in those moments type of thing. Because I'm thinking like my son's birthday Hold on, let me capture this. Put on the headset. You'll be the coolest. Plug in the, plug in the, the battery pack. Like, hey kids, hey kids, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you'll be the coolest one there. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Hartley, iOS 17. I keep reading more up on it because yes, I was at the event, but I was also capturing content, and doing things. So, I I have very very small bits of information about each platform. I need to like rewatch the entire keynote, but I'm learning more and more. And I already installed it on my phone, by the way, and it's working phenomenally. Um, but you have to be so stoked for some of the features that you've been wanting. Go ahead, go yeah. ahead. This is your moment to uh, shine. Yeah, there's a there's a few that uh, I'm really pleased with. Um, first up is Apple Music Crossfade. This was not You're highlighted. So excited! <laughs> I have You're wanted so excited. This years, years. I've been talking about this, um, so that's great. But the other one that I think is really going to be genuinely very useful to a lot of people is standby mode, because um, this completely changes the game with MagSafe. Uh, stands and just how configurable this is have you tested um, it and how i have yes oh, um, and it seems to work really well um and the just the extent of the customization it really takes widgets to a new level and i i'm not a big widgets guy um but i think that the, with the way that these are uh, interactive say with music you can just leave uh music suggestions there and you can just hit play and that's always there on your desk next to your clock or your calendar or whatever you want that's genuinely a really useful productive tool so i'm really excited for that but i feel like it was quite a big release um i feel like yeah. there was something in there for everyone really yeah. we we kept reading more and more about like oh this is going to be a lot of quality of life features which that phrase really hit home this week there were a lot of good updates but like you know i felt like there was always a kind of a counter to it being oh well but it's not going to be a big big update i mean this thing was like six gigs it was a it was a big update not just in size of it but like all the features that we have listed i'm looking at the notes that we can't talk about all of this right now but we'll do that later yeah. we'll do a deep dive on everything so don't worry um but i mean there's just so many good features that were released that i mean i think this is a pretty fantastic upgrade so far so um what are your guys's favorite ones have you tested it yet have you guys installed it yet or just from the keynote yeah so i haven't installed it yet but i i took i took a ton of notes okay and some of the things that excite me may not excite most people but swiping to reply in iMessage amazing that that excites me more than anything because i really because to reply you have to like long press hit reply it's just oh, swipe to reply yeah, yeah, yeah. makes a lot of sense 
and then also the live voicemail. Okay. And because I think live voicemail is the pathway to call screening. Yes. Like you see with Google. I mean, it's pretty much, yeah. But it's, it's getting to the point where I could just push a button and then say, like, what's the nature of this call? Mm-hmm. And then have the person tell me that I can answer or not to answer. Because, mm-hmm. like, robocalling is, is up, like, 300% or something crazy right. like that. Yes. So I'm excited about those. Those two things I'm very excited about. And then also AirDrop, how AirDrop is connected. And then if, if someone leaves, it still continues to send. And, and, and over Wi-Fi. Over Wi-Fi, Which is yeah. crazy, yeah. And, and let's, let's be honest. AirDrop lately has been not great lately. So it looks like there has been some background updates. So hopefully it can become back reliable to what it was because, you know, airdropping stuff and then also name dropping as well. Um, so you don't I have like to buy name. those. You don't I have like to buy those name. business cards or whatever that people are buying right. now with the right. just tap the phones and, and kind of go. So I'm, I'm happy about those things. Those are things that kind of excite me. Andrew. Yeah, I thought name drop was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of things like you'll use on a day. Like name drop is something you're going to set up. Right. And then. That's kind of it. Right? I mean, yeah. You, Set it up once. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, nice-to-haves when the moment arrives. Yeah. But, like, the, the new revamped calling and, mm-hmm. like, the, the look of it, the poster that you can make for it. Yeah, like, like it just looks – it's visually more pleasing. It looks better. Yes. Things are a lot more sleek and, like, just – I just well designed. Mm-hmm. Like it, it needed an update. It hasn't been updated in so long. Sure, sure. So that area, like when you start the keynote off in terms of iOS perspective with phone, you're like, oh boy, here we go. But then you're like, oh, these are actually like incredible. What about FaceTime uh, messages? People have been wanting that forever. I actually was against that. I'm not, what? I'm not, I'm not against. You don't want that. video messages? No, no, no. Yeah. No, it's like. We have a messages app where we can send videos to each other, right? So if I FaceTime you and you don't answer, I'll just send you, hey, Dan, what happened? Like, I'll just, but but it's just, already there. Why it's it already there. Spot? Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why get out well, of that we, app experience? I, don't, I haven't exactly. seen, no, it's, it's not about me leaving the app experience. It's about as the recipient, and I don't know how it works yet. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. As the recipient, am I going to have yet another place to check voicemail? I have voicemail in the phone app. I have FaceTime messages in the FaceTime app. I have messages in the messages app or Will like what I would want to happen, and again, I don't know how it works. If you leave me a FaceTime message, give me a notification of messages. It, it probably That's will we because talk all the time. well, but but here's the thing though: if you have a missed FaceTime call, it's in messages. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. All like right. It'll say it'll say call ended or whatever. All right. Like write a messages. We just have to test okay. it. Okay. We just have to test it. You just have to put it. Um, we'll, we'll you know what I liked? Yeah. You know what I liked? It was the the focus on like making autocorrect. Yes, that was gonna be mine. Better. You stole it. And I'm key, sorry. The I'm keyboard sorry. is amazing. Man. Not typing just, is amazing. Yeah, yeah not just yeah. like autocorrecting. The predictive test. Predictive. Yes. And now autocorrect like learns you specifically. Yeah. Before it learned as as a collective. Yeah. Here's what most people autocorrect this word to. Now if you like if your kid like my child has a unique spelling of his name, or I have a unique spelling of my name. Yeah, you do. So if you correct it a couple times, now it knows, oh, when he types this, he means this. But not everybody in the world means this. Yeah, for sure. So that's nice. And the predictive text, I want to see how that works. And it, it's, it's good. And it's you carried up. I've, I've, got, I've got the new Mac OS already, Sonoma okay. already on. Wow, man. I've got them all because I didn't. <laughs> this, guy has I didn't this man has widgets on the desktop. I, I see it. I do. Oh. And I feel terrible for the setup uh, <laughs> app that I installed and did a video on. Like, oh. you can get widgets. This probably won't ever yeah. come. And then Apple just Boom. drops it. I'm like, well, Sherlock. it was, I'm very sorry about your luck. That was, that was unfortunate. <laughs> that happened. Uh, but it was a good app. So. How solid are these things, by the way? You're feeling good? Amazing. 
Final Cut opens up and everything? I have not gotten there yet. Ooh, I, did, I did the video. Open it right now. I, I open edit. it right now. Right, I will. That's I've what I need old. to know. I, I, Cam, camera three, no. <laughs> One year I installed the beta and the Final Cut was like, nope. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that on my... On we'll, my check, we'll check it in a minute, but I I, yeah. I I literally, I updated, I did the video and then I updated because I'm like, okay. well, I got to get this video. Oh, for right, sure. Right, yeah. For sure. But uh, no, I don't I don't think it's going to be a problem. I really do The predictive don't. text you're saying. Amazing. And it's even on your Mac. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, every, everything. So this is what we were kind of anticipating. Hartley, you were you were thinking this, like, everything is all tied in. All of the features that were, yeah. not all of them, but most of them. Go ahead, Hartley. Go ahead. I, I feel like um, this year, more than any previous year, these features are incredibly cross-platform. Yes. Mm. Um, all, I, I struggle to think of many. There are some, like, obviously, standby isn't available on iPad, and the health app isn't available on Mac. But even with the health app coming to iPad, um, there's there's so much that seems to be coming across all platforms. It seems like we're moving to uh, a system now where features are considered across all devices rather than just originating on one. And where we do get things that originate on one device, they are very specific to interacting with that device, like the Apple Watch uh, smart stacks. Mm-hmm. That is a feature that really can only exist on the Apple Watch. Um, so I think this, this is a really good direction long term. Um, and it ties things in a little better. It just is a bit, uh, it's a little bit confusing when you wonder. It's like I wondered after the event, oh, are interactive widgets only on the iPad? Because it was shown off with the iPad. Right. Spoiler, uh, course, it's not. Yeah, it's on everything. <laughs> yeah, and um, by the so, way, I would like more time on that, please. They just casually like, yeah, you can. Uh, a lot of time. They're interactive widgets. We're moving on. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That would have been yeah. headliner for me last year easily. You know what I liked? I liked all the uh, the focus on mental health things this year. Oh, the journal app. On the app, yeah. the journal app. The Apple Watch has the 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 mood check in, like that's yeah. that's nice. Even that's cross platform though. That's yeah, that's right. Cross platform all the way up to the iPad, which is uh, which is really useful. And the way that it's, I, I'm really pleased with this direction that the health app is moving in. Where Sorry to interrupt, late. Hartley. Final Cut is in fact working for those who are. It was checking all the drivers, so it took it was, a while. It but, was looking. It was looking a little. Yeah, no, no. It's it's all the universal stuff. audio features. I was down that were, the, don't worry about it. I knew that was the first be half. Like not gonna lie. We're good. We're good. <laughs> that was like, a it's scrubbing perfectly. Everything works fine. So all right. it works. Cool. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead, Hartley. Um, so yeah, this this new mindfulness feature, the way it ties information together. So now it can even tell you on a day when you said that you felt better, mm-hmm. it can link that to how much sunlight you got on that day. Wow. So it's the the way that these trends can be established now. I feel like that's really useful because these are basic tips that it should be able to provide, you know, get some exercise. Even it might be able to link it to your caffeine consumption, things like this, whatever Apple Health is able to source your sleep. Um, really basic tips to just help people uh, improve their mood. Really, like really simple features. But I've been waiting for this data to be leveraged in a way that you actually can make day-to-day changes to your life. And I feel like yeah. we finally got that. Mm. So we're a little limited on time, but watch OS ten. That got an incredibly large. I mean, we were expecting it, but... Is this uh, is this what you wanted, Hartley? Because you're you're a big proponent of Apple Watch software, and 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 you wanted things to move in this direction. Are you? Is it everything you were hoping for? It is. The only thing that I am still wondering if there is room for improvement on is apps, because I still have that really long list view of apps. Yeah, yeah. But the Honeycomb view is like different. It's it's better. Yes. Um, but I still feel like there is more that we can do in terms of deciding whether things need to be whole apps. Do I need um, three different apps or four different apps just for the clock app effectively. Right. It does feel like there's more layers than there need to be, but this is definitely a huge step in the right direction. 
um, those widgets, it now means that things that I felt like I had to have in complications before and overcomplicating my watch face, I can now just move to a widget. So that's that's really useful. Um, but there were even other features like the way that control center is now moved to the side button so we don't have the dock, which was also a little bit confusing, I feel like, um, exactly how you set that up and how is it useful? When do I use the dock instead of the list of apps? It makes way more sense uh, now. Yeah, this is a way more intuitive system. And I think uh, it will be interesting to see as well how this scales on the Apple Watch Ultra. I don't have an Apple Watch Ultra, but I'd be very interested to see with some of these app redesigns if they really do take advantage of that extra display area. It does. It's uh, also, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I did update that too. You just, you just, I just did everything. everything. He, he just yeah, I wasn't going to bring all, two phones, hey, hey. two watches, two ma- I just don't have the, the bandwidth to do that. So uh, you know, if I'm going to start testing these out, um, it scales really well. The health, the fitness app on it is like it's cool. Each ring gets its own page, and like has its own like you know when you swipe through, it's like changing from red to gr- I'm colorblind, so you know I have to remember the order here. What? Uh, yeah, you didn't know that? I did not. <laughs> there it is. Bloop. Red and green so it does not work well for me. Wow. Yeah. So like when it does go to these full like pages and you're getting more it just it just looks a lot better i really really enjoyed uh, and it's a unified it. ui as well mm-hmm. apple has um sort of engineered a new wave for this design language to translate across apps so you'll be getting a consistent experience because i've struggled explaining uh to my grandmother actually who is an apple watch user um in her 80s and she struggles to understand how to interact with the ui and swipe you know you have to swipe in some apps long press in others so this is a really great move that everything just has the same scrollable view and with buttons in the corners it's way simpler way easier to understand and it just gives that consistency Consistency that I think Apple Watch was starting to lose sight of. So I think this update really sort of regrounds Apple Watch and sets it on a course where I'm really interested to see what happens with apps going forward. That's a good question. We're moving on. Yeah, we've got, we got, we got, sure. We, yeah. Go ahead. I wanted, I wanted go ahead. to, last time I was on the Mac Rumor show, we had a quick discussion about the Mac Pro. That's what I was going to move okay. on to. All right, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, what, 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 so was, I was gonna what say, were you going to say? When we were having that discussion, it was, I think we came to the consensus that it can't just be that the Mac Studio and the Mac Pro have the same chip and that the only well. differentiator is going to be expansion. It seemed like that couldn't be the case, and then that's exactly what we got. But the Mac Pro has the afterburner part to it. No, which is- I think, okay, you have to explain this, because I, I believe what she was saying when she said it has the power of seven afterburner cards is that the M2 Ultra has the two... That's not what I got. Harley, did you, did you pick up on that? Because I, I asked them yesterday in a briefing. My understanding was the same as Andrew's, that it isn't a physical component. Yeah. It's the M2 device. chip. It's yeah. part of the chip. It's the chip. This yeah. is what happens when you're watching <clears throat> so the keynote via the, the Mac screen. Pro is not more powerful from, a, from the chip perspective mm-hmm. than the Mac Studio. It's just that it's more powerful because it's more expandable. Well, you have the PCA. I mean, that is... But aside from that, that, it is the same computer. But you are getting seven whole slots there, um, which yeah. is something that if you're able to use that expandability, even for ports, if you mm-hmm. need that extra connectivity, you need very specific connectivity, or it's just drives and you don't want to have you know, right. extra hard drives lying around and you can actually use that, um, I think that's really useful. Um, I mean, a lot of people have got really used to that 2019 Mac Pro by now and want something that they can 
replace it with. Yeah. I mean, that's who it's for. It's for those who really loved their Mac Pro originally and, and just want to get into the power of Apple Silicon, which is even if that was the case, they just put in. I mean, that's already a huge just from Intel to this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Um, is the recommendation to get an Apple Mac or the Mac Studio with a M2 Ultra? Yeah. I mean, that's right. If you're teetering between the two, just just, just do that one. But. Did you have anything else you wanted to say on the Mac Pro before we move on to the other two? No, it was just that, like, I was, I was, I think I was hoping that there would be more of a difference. Are you going to max out another one? No, because it's like, <laughs> it's also interesting that maxing it out costs like $40,000 less. We didn't do the math. Than maxing out. The last one? Intel. Yeah. Oh. Because well, part not, of the Intel, yeah. when you max it out, it's those super expensive graphics yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. And the new Mac Pro does not support. Right. External graphics but cards, you don't need to. Nor does it support adding RAM. Right. So or additional RAM. Real quick. Sorry. Apple's chips are just so good, and then yeah. they put them at every single computer. <laughs> it's hard to make them much different. Right. In, in my opinion, because I'm still using an M1 Pro on my MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. and I have, a M2, have an M2 Max, uh, like MacBook Pro that I, that I have on loaner. Yep. And the performance is nearly identical. Because their chips, the chips are so good, so right. it's just it's really hard to make them that much different between the line of computers. Well, this is what we're going to spend the last three minutes talking about. Harley, right. my favorite computer is the MacBook Air. We, mm. We've talked about yes. this many times. Yes, it started off the show. What a great way to start off! Fifteen-inch MacBook Air. You were excited? Oh yeah. Boom. Yeah, I think if you max that out for like one of us who's doing videos and stuff, you can easily make that your your main machine. Yeah. So. But also, here's the, here's the amazing thing about that 15-inch model, is that if you spec up the 13-inch MacBook Air to the exact same specs that you would get with the base model 15-inch uh, MacBook Pro, and with 15-inch MacBook Air, it's only $80 difference. $80. That is it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, it starts at $12.99. That's another huge... We were expecting, like, in the 15 range, right, right. for starting? Yeah, so um, it seems to be a, a really natural buy for most people. I would say most people should absolutely default mm-hmm. to getting that 15-inch model unless you specifically want something that is much more portable and you're concerned about fitting it like in a smaller backpack um, or unless you are determined to get the absolute base model. You really don't need anything mm-hmm. else and you're on a budget. But almost everyone else should go to this 15-inch model. I mean, $80, that's nothing. And you're getting better speakers as well. Two whole extra yep. speakers yep. and um, force canceling woofers as well, which are not present in the 13-inch model. Not to so, mention improving on the already incredible battery life. So, I mean... Well, the battery life's the same, but actually. No. They both got 18 hours battery. Oh, I didn't realize the 13 had 18 hours. I, yeah, I thought it was less has than 18 that. hours. I need, I need sleep. <laughs> I think it's because that, that larger display is just using up some of that extra... Um, uh, using up some of that extra battery. Well, it still has good battery sense. life. We'll just Absolutely. put it right there. Very good. All right, we got to go quick. So, Hartley, real quick, first thing that comes to mind, best thing about WWDC 2023 that wasn't the headset. Oh, okay. Um, quick. Best thing was Apple Watch redesign. Okay. Kevin. MacBook Air 15-inch. The Mac Pro finally happens. Okay. I'm not going to tell you mine. Oh, Dan. <laughs> I think it's iOS 17, honestly. I oh, think it's a really good, really good update. Yeah. Um, well, this is our show. This is the end of our show. Uh, thank you so much to Apple for having us in their studios. I mean, amazing. This I would sure. like to move here and just do all of our shows. <laughs> It'll be really sad when I have to go back. I'm going to live here, yeah. It's going to be really sad when I have to go back to doing everything myself. Thanks to the crew and everybody. Mm-hmm. Great job. Sure. And um, guys, do you want to plug your stuff real quick? 
socials. Thank you for joining me, by the way. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, Tech Ninja Speaks on all platforms. You can just find me there. YouTube, Kevin the Tech Ninja. I'm Andrew Edwards. On, on everything? Yeah, I'm at Andrew Edwards or at Andrew on Instagram. Hartley, we'll talk soon. We'll do another one next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch everybody in the next episode.